And welcome to Katie's Burner, the podcast. So tonight we have our first two-man episode. We got me, the great Cole Colombo. I'm definitely going to cringe after that intro for myself, but yeah. And I'm joined by the great Matt Meow. What I do, baby. All right, so tonight Chuck is missing. Nick is MIA. <laughs> if we're using euphemisms, you're going to hear him. You're going to hear like two sentences from him about the Astros, and then he's just gone after that. Don't ask questions. Um, so, today, getting into our topics, our first one we're going to talk about is the Astros and the whole scandal. Because, you know, what else will we talk about? We've talked about it in all three episodes. <laughs> we have. <laughs> and then um, our second topic that we're going to touch on is uh, should the NCAA pay players? We got a little info from uh, Gavin Newsom's little bill to see if that's going to go on. And then third topic, Matt's going to hit us with the hockey news. We're going to learn about the puck. And then we're going to give you, as always, our favorite sports moment of the week. You know, so tune in. The Frank What? 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 Unexcript. What? Unexcript. Unexcript. What? Unexcript. What? Unexcript. What? Unexcript. Unexcript. What? Unexcript. What? I'm out, man. So this last week with the Astros, we've seen a whole bunch of different emotions from them and their whole apology, you know, Jim Crane came out and defended his players and said that cheating didn't impact the game. And then we had Dusty coming out and doing the most apologizing for the Astros. And he was even called for Major League Baseball to help out with the player, um, player, uh, with the player led punishment by pitchers hitting uh, the Astros players. And then, you also had players like Carlos Correa coming out with the media and telling Cody Bellinger to shut the fuck up because he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's just been really bad for the Astros, and it looks really bad for Major League Baseball. They need to step in, and they need to punish them harsher. All in all, it's been bad for Rob Manfred. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean it's definitely bad for baseball, but definitely it's worse. The burn of it's going to Rob Manfred for the stupid shit that he's been saying. So, I mean, baseball, they're getting a lot of publicity right now, so I think it's definitely good for the fact that everybody's talking about baseball right now, but the bad thing is that Rob Manfred, what he's saying about baseball is definitely, uh, he's definitely not, like, helping the integrity of baseball. Yeah, it's worrisome. I think that the game will eventually start to police itself once once spring training actually rolls around, once we got games. So, like, um, this Saturday, tomorrow morning, um, <clears throat> Washington and Houston are going to be playing each other in spring training. And uh, that might the, – the Nationals didn't have any problems with Houston because they just absolutely smoked them in the World Series. Go Nats. But um, – we might see some sparks fly pretty soon in, in I mean, spring training, actually. Itself. So, I mean, we've never, we've never had to worry about that. Guys that have been too cocky have always gotten hit. Guys that, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys that have, that, that like, guys that deserve it get, get dealt with. And guys that, you know. Yeah, the, the guys, um, 
the biggest like the biggest like cocky guys on the Astros have been Correa, Bregman, and Reddick. All three of those guys you're gonna get absolutely pelted this year. I think year. Odell's gonna but, get, get dealt with and they're just gonna eat it though. I really don't think they have much else to say. They can eat it for so long. They can only eat it for so long because they get hit, 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 hit every game, like once a game. Eventually, when they when they get like repeat hit by the same team, like say like Clevenger hits Bregman like every game for three games in a row, eventually something's gonna boil up and we're gonna get a brawl going. And that won't that won't ever happen though. They aren't gonna hit Bregman three times in a row in in the I game. Think, it won't why happen. Why, why wouldn't they? Why why couldn't they? Because I, yeah, I see that to be very possible. <laughs> because the umpires are gonna step in and start kicking people out. And also, it's not a smart baseball move. I mean, the Astros are still a good team. If you're giving them free bases all game long, you're going to lose the game. So they're not going to hit them like that. I think they'll, the Astros will definitely be getting hit this year more than any other team, but they're not going to be hitting them like that. That's a little outrageous. And also, Correa, Bregman, and Reddick, they aren't going to be playing in the game tomorrow. It's going to be all minor leaguers from both sides. Oh, yeah. But historically, when, when guys are getting hit, it's it's in blowout games. Either they're up by a lot or they're down by a lot, and that might happen a lot this year with the Astros because they are a very talented team still. Bregman, Correa, Altuve, are not Reddick, but Springer. Those guys yeah. are really those guys are still really good baseball players. Like Bregman, he raked at LSU still. Yeah, I mean they're really good players, but they're not going to be getting hit like that because the umpires are going to start suspending guys. And I'm telling you, if Someone gets hit and someone gets suspended for ten games. You're going to see less pitchers wanting to throw at them. Yeah, but think about it this way: What if the umpires are in on it? Because a lot of these, a lot of these umpires, they're like, they're, they're boomers, they're old school guys, right? So they, they don't, are, like, they don't they like seeing the they don't like seeing the cheating. They might let it happen. They might let it slide once or twice. It's not going to happen. I think it might. So what I think is interesting is, do you think Rob Manfred is dumb, or do you think he's hiding something? Because you don't get in the position to be Major League Baseball's commissioner by being a dumb guy. Like, Rob Manfred, he's obviously a smart guy if he found his way into this position. And he just looks really dumb right now with everything that he's done ever since the whole Astro scandal has come out. So do you think he's hiding something? I think he just doesn't really know what's going on, because... Like in the press conference, right? He said the World Series trophy is just a piece of metal. I think that shows that he has like zero feel when it goes down to like what the players think, what the fans think. Like no fan would call, no real baseball fan would call the World Series trophy a piece of metal. And the yeah, fact but- that the commissioner did that, that doesn't make any sense. So he's obviously, he obviously doesn't know what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at the that situation yeah it sounds bad but if you look if you would have read the quote in context or watched the interview it's not as bad as it sounds obviously the commissioner should never be calling the world series trophy just a piece of metal but he was using it as a form of a metaphor but i i get what you're saying but all i what i mean by saying is rob manfred dumb or is he hiding something like is this something that's going on in baseball across the league and he's trying to protect the league because he looks really bad right now well, actually, I guarantee you that, like, 
something's been brought up in the past or they've suspected something from someone, whether or not it be the Astros, maybe the Yankees, maybe the Red Sox, maybe even the Dodgers. But yeah. if, if he is hiding something, then he's been hiding it for a while now. And he's done a pretty good job at not letting it get out. But this one got out because of Mike Fires. I mean, they it's been known that Major League Baseball is known about the Astros and their antics. I mean, there's been reports that there's been teams telling the Major League Baseball something's funny going on in Houston. Something, something weird's going on there. And they never looked into it. So something tells me that they're hiding something deeper than this. Yeah, I'm not going to go out and start defending the Astros because what they did was just wrong. But the Astros are actually, like, they are by, like, probably one of the most analytical teams out there they're the most like technological advanced teams like well, look what are they well, look look what they've done to the pitching staff they brought in Garrett Cole he used to be a what a sinker baller in Pittsburgh and then they yeah. just turned him into a, a curveball and a fourteen guy and he just dominated there and now he's the ace of the MLB they've I done re- that with so many guys yeah I remember seeing in the commissioner's report when this whole scandal came out that the the front office of the Astros was an extremely toxic workplace and that were results were demanded. So you can definitely see how it's worked out. Oh yeah, I bet. They're just nerds that are just grinding away in the books and just pulling out numbers and stats. And the front office just forcing them to punch out. Like what did you call it the other week? What was the what was the cheating thing called? Like codenamed Dark Arts? Yeah. All right, so, well, I mean, there's been, like, a bunch of different reactions around baseball. Um, like, most notably, we've got Max Muncy giving his piece on starting nine, no free shout-outs, no free ads. Um, we've got Cody Bellinger and Chris Bryant both being, like, pretty upset that this is going on. And we've even got the retired, the great David Ortiz calling out Mike Fires. Um, I mean... Cody Bellinger and Chris Bryant and, and Max Muncy, they've all got the same sort of, like, spiel going on. You know, this is, like, so bad for baseball. You know, it's just a brutal look. And yeah. then David Ortiz, I think he had a really interesting take. So he went on, um, he went on a press conference, and um, he basically said that Mike Fires was a snitch because he exposed the Astros after he got his ring, after he got paid after he got to lift the title and everything, you know, he says he's that uh, Mike Fire should have said something during the season. And uh, I thought that was really interesting because most of the baseball world has been applauding Mike Fires for coming out with this because that's sort of something you don't do. You know, you don't turn on your brother's backs like that. But it's just a little interesting what David Ortiz had to say coming from a legend like him. I mean, I don't really know what to think about it. I think that, you know, I don't know really which side he's on right now. I think David Ortiz, he played in an old school type of game, and he's just trying to call it out, saying, like, why didn't you say something about it then? Like, if you're talking about it now, um, like, you reaped the benefits, but you weren't willing to uh, sacrifice the benefits then to oh, yeah. come out and say that. So I think that's what he's trying to say. And, yeah, I do agree with him. But also, I mean, looking at it from Mike Fire's position, that's tough to come out when your team's trying to win the World Series and you train for it your whole life, especially since Mike Fires isn't some... He's not Justin Verlander. He's not a household name where... He's the guy that killed John Carlos Stanton. That's who he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's the guy that's thrown a couple of no-hitters and been uh, 
a noteworthy number four starter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think I think had it been like Justin Verlander that um, that was saying all this, it would be different because then it would be like, okay, Justin Verlander, he's the best pitcher in this whole generation. He can come out and say, hey, this is wrong that we're doing it. We need to knock it off, or I'm going to the public. Especially since Justin Verlander's been so adamant about yeah, this. Yeah, he's been so vocal about it. Yeah. I mean, every, any freaking story that comes on about <clears throat> baseball and ethics, he's the first guy to come in and chime in. But for this one, he doesn't care and he doesn't say anything. It just shows oh, the yeah. hypocrisy. On a little side topic, like, um, so you know how Verlander's a veteran, right? He's, um, he's probably a really, I don't know anyone that knows him, but <laughs> he's probably a really big clubhouse guy, yeah? Uh-huh. So do you think he spoke about it? Like, um, Beltran was a ringleader, right? Yeah. You think he goes up to Beltran and goes, hey, you know, we can't be doing this anymore, you know? I, I doubt it. I think if you look back at what Justin Verlander, when he got there, he wasn't, he wasn't a staff ace when he arrived in Houston. He was a yeah. he was he was looked at as the guy who, hey, we really need a pitcher, and maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle with Verlander for this last couple of months down the stretch. Who was the getting, he was getting old too? Yeah, yeah, and he found his second legs in Houston. So, I mean, he wouldn't, he really wasn't in a position to come in there and shut that all down, especially when they're a winning ball club, and he's coming yeah. from the losing Detroit Tigers. So. He didn't win a ring with the Tigers, right? They got beat by the Sox. Yeah. He'll, yeah. He lost two World Series, right? I think he lost to the Giants, too. I have no idea. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a guy was probably just searching for his ring and then found a good opportunity with the Astros and what they were doing and just wa- wanted to ride the coattails of it. I mean, honestly, you can't really blame him because got him paid, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's he's been really good with the Astros. Won a World Series with them. He's been really good in the postseason. It's really revived his career now. Yeah, in Houston. the cheating. The cheating had nothing to do with the pitchers, actually. Yeah. Like, do you do you think ahead. do you think he'll be more remembered as a Detroit Tiger or a Houston Astro? I think because of this, he'll be remembered as an Astro. I think he'll be remembered as a really good pitcher, really good guy. Um, in the beginning of his career, he was a guy that was vocal, but. I think he'll be remembered as like the guy who just who whose team cheated and the most vocal guy let him get away with it. I think that's how he's going to remember. I think his legacy is a little tainted. Yeah, I would agree that his legacy is definitely tainted. Anyone that was on that 2017 Astros team, whether they were a pitcher or a hitter, um, their legacy is going to be hit from this. It's just such a huge scandal. Um, how do you think but, Garrett Cole's? How do you think Garrett Cole's legacy is going to be affected? <laughs> See, I think Garrett Cole's getting out of this perfectly. Because he is, bro. I've noticed that. Yeah, no He's one's got going no after heat. him. No heat and, whatsoever. Yeah, and one of the fan bases that hates the Astros the most right now is the Yankees because they costed them possibly two World Series trips mm-hmm. and a, two World Series titles. And Garrett Cole's getting out of this easy because he's on the Yankees. They aren't going to hate on him. He's their oh, yeah. own guy now. And also, since he's a pitcher, he's not really getting that much um, ill will towards him, too. What about Will Harris going to the Nationals, too? You think they're giving him a hard time? So I think the Will Harris topic is a little interesting because he's obviously a part of the Nats now. Um, he's probably been a part of the Nats since the World Series. He basically got him their ring. Um, it would be a shame if the Nationals didn't give him his own ring. But... 
you know, being a, being a washed out college athlete, you know, I've been around a couple lockers, been around a couple clubhouses, um, been around a couple guys that I've transferred from like the same conference. So, you know, nobody really chirps about the other team too much, but what I know is going on, what I know for a fact, because if, if one guy I knew cheated, I would be asking him these questions. They're asking him, you know, like, how did you let that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that, you know. They're probably how asking. Did, how did the veterans let that happen? Mm. They're probably asking, too, like, what went on? Because, I mean, obviously there's not that much going on in the commissioner's report. Like, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure if I was a national, the first question I would be asking is, where are buzzers? Yeah, where are buzzers? <laughs> does What's Jose Altuve have buzzers? a tattoo? Does he have a tattoo or not? Well, I think he does have a tattoo. I think it, they proved yeah. that. But, but John Boy sent a picture. Yeah, but is that no the free reason ads, why? No free ads. No free ads. Is that really the reason why he didn't take off his shirt to go Absolutely to the World Series? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a really fishy situation. Yeah, but. The Will Harris thing, you know, day one he gets there, he probably talks to his guys about it. You know, hey, you know, I'm sorry for for being a part of the team that did that. You know, maybe I should have spoken up. It wasn't my place to do it. I'm just a I'm just a really good reliever. But you and know, I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big clubhouse guy. I'm not I'm not a Brian McCann. I'm not a Carlos Beltran. I can't speak on it like that. You know. Yeah, and he probably finished it off by saying, "And I got you guys a World Series." So, oh you yeah, all, you can all shut up, <laughs> Howie Kendrick. I padded the stats for you, buddy. All right. So, in college sports news, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, recently signed a bill that's going to allow athletes in college sports to sign endorsements starting in the fall. How do you think this is going to affect the game, in the college sports world? I think this is huge for the players. Not only does it allow them to get some sick gear, some fresh shoes, you know, some hoopers. They want some Jordans. Some of us baseball guys, former baseball guys, actually. Some of us former baseball guys, we want some sick Nikes. We want some sick Rawlings. We want some sick gloves. We want them to get some swag. Um, this is huge for baseball guys because, or all sports guys, all college guys, all college athletes, guys and girls, actually um inclusive but (laughs) but this is huge because it it gives players opportunities to start making money a little bit earlier than just going pro when they when they're draft eligible like for football guys um i've seen a lot of like those 60 minutes where they come from like really bad backgrounds gang gang activity impoverished life um i think this is big for them because they can start making money off their likeness start shipping some money back home, you know. Maybe they stay all those all those like four or five years, get their degree instead of just shipping off to the NFL. And if that doesn't work for them, they're kind of screwed. You know, they can't make a living in the future because they don't have a degree and they, they can't really go back to school, you know. I don't know if it's going to work out like that because typically with endorsements, it's only with the top 1% players. Like no offensive linemen for Alabama are going to be getting – endorsements and if they are it's going to be like an endorsement at the car dealership in birmingham alabama and also this this bill right now it's only for californian athletes or athletes that play in california because governor newsom only has jurisdiction in california so 
Is this going to help colleges in California? Yeah, because even even those like like what you said about like the top one percent of athletes getting endorsements, even like those like those free agent signings in the in like the minor leagues, like those guys are still getting endorsements. Kind of, they're getting they're getting stuff shipped their way. You know, because in in today's in today's social media age, you know. Um, people can go viral like just like that, you know. So yeah, they're they're yeah. getting they're getting gear and stuff like that, and it's cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love it if Nike sponsored me and I got some free hoodies once a month you're, or you're something never like that. Sponsored, I know, but it would be nice. But you know, <laughs> um, they're not going to be getting paid, and if they are, they're not like Nike's not going to be giving them a national audience. These younger guys, these lesser known guys, like. The only players that are going to be getting paid the big bucks is going to be your quarterback, your your big time running back, or a star defensive player. Really, it's just going to be the quarterback, the wide receiver, the running back. You're not no baseball guys are going to get big money. Like no one knows who the top uh, college um, baseball players are, unless you're really in tune to baseball. That is very fair. I don't know anyone. Yeah, the, I can't think of anyone right now. The last time I knew of a college baseball player was probably uh, Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman, uh, the Oregon State catcher, or yeah. uh, no free shoutouts by the way, no free shoutouts, or Dansby Swanson. That dude's old now, but yeah, all these guys are going to be getting endorsements. Call a lot of these guys, not all of them, not all, but a strong majority of them, they're going to be getting some sick gear. And this is big time. It gives them like a taste of what to look for, you know, just things like that. The football guys already get gear, though. Like if you play college football at like Oklahoma, you already get Jordan gear because you're sponsored by Jordan. Jordan's not going to be paying the offensive linemen of Oklahoma to be in their ads. But it's not just Jordan gear. It's not just like, you know, it it could be like, like, um, what's his face? Russell Westbrook, doesn't he have a car dealership? Yeah, yeah, it's things yeah, like they, that. Yeah, it could be sponsored by a car dealership, like a commercial. That that can make some money. Yeah, like a small little local commercial is going to make you a couple of hundred bucks or a thousand dollars, and it's like that's not that much, you know. Like hey. these guys, these guys aren't going to be balling. Like the guys that are going to be doing really well off these endorsements are going to be like Tua at Alabama. If this was around, if if Tua could get endorsements, he would have national endorsements with Nike or Adidas or something like that. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a good thing. It's definitely a step in the right direction. There's no reason why these players shouldn't be able to get endorsements and make money off their likeness, but not everyone's going to be getting this money. And it's only going to be D1 athletes. What if it turns What if it turns into a bidding war? Say um like Oregon stops getting sponsored by Nike and then they have the like they say say Adidas um offers to pay all their players and then all of a sudden they're in Adidas school. That'd be a little crazy. Yeah. That's not gonna, that's not gonna happen, yeah, but that would have worked with that's crazy. But, yeah. Also like the CEO of Nike's uh, Oregon graduate. Yeah, so Oregon. he's he's never gonna let that go. But I just I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, it's definitely good though. Yeah, uh, one thing we'll get is college sports video games back. You'll have that to look forward to, I guess. All right, so for our next segment, we have Matt coming through with his hockey news. 
Why don't you just take it away, Matt? Yeah, so um, being in being from Los Angeles, you know, I, I follow up with the Kings, but I am a diehard Washington fan. I don't know why, but I've always been a Washington fan. Go Nationals, go Caps. Um, but in big trade news, the trade deadline is coming up real quick, and the Capitals bolster up that struggling blue line, and they pick up D-man Brendan Dillon from the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a 2020 second-round pick and a conditional 2021 third-round pick. So the Capitals have been known to to struggle with their defense a lot, especially coming late in the season. They do have the best defenseman in the NHL right now with um, John Carlson. He's in the, the lead for the Norris Trophy. But um, I think Brendan Dillon, he's going to be a really good addition to the Caps' first-line de- defenseman. Um, he's going he's gonna to snap the puck around real quick. He's going to help. He also leads... Um, San Jose Sharks and hits well he led them but he's on the caps now but he led them in hits and that's going to be big because it's going to be another guy that's going to be out there to to help pick up you know Oshie and uh, Ovechkin when they're out there getting hit and beat around a little bit do you think this do you think this makes the caps the favorite to win the trophy this year the Stanley Cup Mm, no I still think um, the betting odds had them at the favorite for a little bit earlier but right now i think the penguins are looking really good the penguins and the lightning it's the mm-hmm. penguins lightning and caps tampa bay lightning um i think the penguins have always been good especially with a healthy Sidney crosby um he was hurt a little bit and the 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 penguins found ways to win with just gino and i think that with with sid back in the rotation back on the first line I think that the Penguins are looking really good for another another cup run. And then the the Lightning have always been good for the past couple of years. But I think with with healthy guys with a healthy Stamkos and a healthy Kucherov, I think these guys are looking really good and the the Capitals are going to have to really compete this year for a cup. But uh, in the Kings news, they ship out the Stanley Cup winning, the Stanley Cup hero in 2014. Defenseman Alec Martinez to the Las Vegas Golden Knights for a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 second round pick. Um, the Kings are in a really big rebuild right now. They're shipping out all their guys. They got rid of Ilya Kucherov a while back, and he's doing great things for the Canadians right now. But I think this is a really good move for the Kings and also a really good move for, for Vegas because Vegas needs a little bit of help getting um getting to the wild card spot. But I think this is really good for both sides. Much, much better actually for the for the Kings because they're getting two really good two really high picks for for a guy who's been, you know, struggling a little bit with the with the with the Kings not having a lot of guys to snap the puck to. And um it's it's a really good start for the Kings to get rebuilding because now they have 20 draft picks in the next two years, which is crazy. It's going to build up that minor league system, and they're going to get some guys up there for another puck run or for another cup run in the in the coming like five years or so. Yeah, it'll be good to see the Kings back on top. It's always nice when they're on top out here in LA. Mm-hmm. LA, big big sports city. Um, not a lot of guys going to Kings games right now because they kind of suck. But when the Kings get rolling, and they will get rolling, um, we're going to get a lot of fans out to Kings games, which is going to be pretty exciting. 
Is the West pretty weak this year in hockey? It sounds like all the favorites are in the East. Historically, the West has always been, you know, pretty pretty weak compared to the East. It's just the East is a really, it's a much bigger market for hockey, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, with like, because that's where all the snow is. You're not going to get any any snow in Los Angeles, you know. Yeah. So most of, most of the big markets are going to be out east, you know, places like like New York or Boston or like Minnesota, Canada, Canada. Yeah, Canada's a big one, but that's kind of like that's Canada. It's not east or west, really. Yeah, but yeah, like just, conference-wise, yeah. Just like how typically the best baseball players are in the hot cities, like California yeah. and Texas, California, Arizona, Texas. Yeah, Florida, even Georgia, Florida. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's weird that or rare that Mike Trout's so good. Yeah, he's where's my Jer- child from? He's yeah. from Jersey. Jersey, Jersey, yeah. But actually, be... actually, fun fact, I did a little reading on this, but um, the the guys in cold weather, they actually are are coming out to be like, they have really hot arms compared to guys from hot weather. Because like, say guys are sitting like 90, 95, somewhere in there. Um, they're sitting 95 in like 50 degrees constantly, mm-hmm. you know, Um when they get to like Arizona for spring training, they're gonna be they're gonna be pushing ninety seven easily because it's nice and warm. You know they're gonna feel nice and loose instead of you know really cold and really tight. Yeah, that makes sense. So, our final and last topic, our favorite sports moment of the week, finishing out the two man pod, first one ever. Start with Matt. What was your favorite sports moment of the week, Matt? So, my favorite sports moment. Being the hockey guy I am, Ryan Reeves, the Vegas Golden Knight, fourth line enforcer. He fights the Islanders enforcer, Ross Johnston, right off the puck drop. Um, three seconds in, drop the gloves. They go to blows. Incredible flight or incredible fight. Both guys landing huge blows. Every game in Vegas has to start out with a puck drop fight with Ryan Reeves. That's my take. Yeah, I think that's definitely the best part of hockey. I'm not a big hockey fan, but, you know, the fights are always really cool. And when you go to a game and they smash them against the glass, it's just really exciting going to a hockey game, even though. The physicality, the physicality is incredible. Yeah, even as a fair-weather fan, even if you can call me that for hockey. Well, my favorite sports moment of the week was from the All-Star game, All-Star weekend. Um, I had a couple. So my first one was at the end of the Rising Stars game. We had these crazy dunk attempts by Zion Williamson, John Morant, and Brandon Clark. Uh, three really good young players in our league today that are just really athletic and high risers. And Zion, he missed his two dunks that he tried, but they were really crazy. Just windmill dunks. Um, but Brandon Clark made a cool dunk and I think job missed his dunk, but it was just exciting seeing those guys and just realizing like, wow, I get to watch these three great players play for the next 10 years. And then I'd say my second favorite sports moment was also from all-star weekend this weekend. Um, and it was the final quarter of the NBA all-star game. It was just perfect watching James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron go head-to-head with Giannis and just take on that team. And Kawhi Leonard won the MVP in that really intense game, and hopefully he'll win the finals MVP this year with the Clippers. All right, so that's it 
for our pod today. I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in and giving us your time. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Give the boys some love. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Later.